Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. G'day and welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. More specifically, uh, with the NRL season just around the corner, we are going to be continuing our club-by-club season preview series for 2024. Now, I've been through the bottom nine teams from last season. Now it's time to have a look at the teams who made the final series in 2023. Uh, We'll be starting today with the Green Machine. The Canberra Raiders, a side who many have falling out of the finals race this year, and we'll be working our way all the way up to the reigning, defending three-peat premiers, the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Excuse me while I just click onto my notes. What is in store for today? Uh, Well, essentially, we're going to go through all things Raiders, looking through their squad, uh, what the team might look like come game day, especially in some important positions. Think fullback, 5'8", dummy half. We'll be talking gains and losses. Uh, Obviously, a couple of significant losses for the Raiders going into this season. And at the very end, I will give my prediction for where they'll finish on the ladder. Uh, So today, mainly about the preview element, the prediction uh, or ladder prediction, a secondary element. But with that being said, there's nothing else to do now but get amongst it. Uh, So just quickly having a look at the Raiders and how they went last year. Eighth place to finish. Now, they didn't lose games by much other than when they got smacked by Penrith. They didn't win games by much either. Uh, 1-12. to That was genuinely how the Raiders were winning. Week in, week out. So they did decent through the season, but... Yeah, I thought 8th place, honestly, I I thought they could have done better for the team they had. Then they come into the Newcastle finals week 1, put up one hell of a fight, uh, but they go out week 1 of the finals. Now, some serious talent loss from the squad. Can they back it up? In 2024, a new chapter is going to begin with a heavy focus on ushering in the next generation of Canberra Raiders. I mean, you look at the losses, Jared Croker gone, Jack Whiten gone, uh, the season before Josh Hodgson leaving the club, uh, and this season coming will be the final year for both Elliot Whitehead and Jordan Rapiner. So these guys who have held it down in the green jersey for the longest time, well, they are making their way out Uh, But what is exciting for Canberra fans, you don't just have young players coming through. Uh, They have some elite young players coming through. So it seems like now uh, they're trying to get that mix right where they don't have to play all their young guys at once. You still have a lot of experience within the team. Uh, But it seems like, you know, they do have to pull the trigger soon. So 2024 going to be a mix of youth and experience. And with the emerging young guns in this squad, uh, it is still an exciting time for the Raiders. Now, just quickly looking at the captains for 2024, 
uh, co-captains have been announced. Uh, so before that, it was Elliot Whitehead who was the sole captain uh, alongside Jared Croker when he was there and would come in. Uh, but Croker hadn't been captain for a little bit. Whitehead took over. Now Elliot Whitehead retiring at season's end. Jamal Fogarty, the other captain of this squad. What a year for Jamal Fogarty. Now finds himself uh, as an important player more so than ever before in his career. I don't know if we've ever seen a time in Jamal Fogarty's career other than maybe his time in Queensland Cup with the Burley Bears uh, where he's actually been handed the keys and been told he is the main man. So it's the first time at NRL level that he's really having to take that responsibility on. He's also going to be the captain. Uh, so an immense year ahead for Jamal Fogarty. Uh, now, will Whitehead spend time in the middle? That is a question I've wrote or written down here. They've written, not wrote. Um, I think Whitehead may start on an edge and then throughout games, perhaps someone like Zach Hosking comes off the bench and Whitehead moves into the middle. Now, he's played lock forward before, so he's no stranger uh, to that area of the park. And I do wonder if that's why they've gone co-captains because maybe Whitehead spends a bit of time uh, on the bench throughout games. So that was one interesting question I had. And as far as their forward pack and the makeup of it in general, they have a world-class forward pack in Canberra. You've got Big Papa, Josh Papa Lee. Got to wonder how much longer he's going to be around for as well. An absolute legend of the club. Joseph Tarpane, one of the best front rowers in the world. Hudson Young who over the last couple of years has really come on to be a premier edgeback rower of the competition. You've got Corey Horsburgh, the big red. Uh, Morgan Smithies coming over from England, fresh off the back of a Super League premiership. And that's just to name a few of the guys. Uh, so the Ford pack, no doubt the biggest strength for the Raiders. But we're going to continue to look through uh, and see how strong are they in each different aspect. Uh, let's click to the next one quickly as well before I jump into this next part I just wanted to give a quick spiel Raiders are genuinely my second team so I have a lot a lot of love for the Raiders now, anyone who knows me or has listened to the podcast before Warriors are my number one team always forever till the day I fucking die uh, and that's because I grew up in New Zealand, I played rugby league there, I fell in love with the game in New Zealand. Warriors have always been my team. However, my father is from Canberra. I've also grown up watching Raiders games throughout my entire life. Uh, so essentially, if Raiders play anyone other than the Warriors, it's like they're my team. I'm cheering them on. I really genuinely want to see them do well. The only time I root against them is when it comes down to Raiders Warriors. Uh, so with that being said, I do have, I guess, a bit of bias given how strongly I feel about the club. I'm a massive supporter of them and really every year hope that the green machine can fire on all cylinders. Uh, but let's keep things moving. Raiders coaching staff for the upcoming season. We have Ricky's Raiders predicted by many to fall down the pecking order. Can they change people's minds well it's going to have to be with form head coach ricky stewart a legendary canberra player 
hunting for his second premiership as a coach, long time between drinks, uh, given that Ricky, the premiership he won at NRL level as a coach, was in 2002. So for Ricky, we all know just how much he means to Canberra. Some people love him, some people not so much. Uh, I love him. I'm a huge Ricky Stewart fan. Now, it's going to be a transition period in 2024. As I've said, it's time for new blood. So for Ricky Stewart, that is going to be on him to help develop that next wave of talent to come through and know exactly what the standards of this Raiders side are. And I tell you what, like for this year coming, we're probably not going to see a lot of the fruits uh, of this development move. But I think three to five years, we could look back uh, at around this point in the Raiders' history and say, fuck, that was a good call to start ushering in the young talent. So Ricky Stewart, head coach, uh, assistant coaches, you've got Mick Crawley, Justin Gitto, and Brock Shepard, who will be the New South Wales Cup coach as well. Uh, And Brock Shepard has come, essentially his role at cup level is to develop first graders. So for the guys that aren't in the Raiders 17 week to week, Brock Shepard will be working closely with them to ensure that they are not far off. Uh, Now, contact coach, you have former Raider Josh Miller, and I'm unsure if Michael Maguire is still involved. Obviously, he did have a position at the Raiders last year, but now that he's the New South Wales Blues coach, uh, I am curious whether or not Madge is still involved. I don't believe he is. Could be wrong, though. Now, please forgive me. There will be a little bit of clicking throughout. Uh, Hopefully, you can forgive me. Also, trial team lists have dropped. Trial team lists are out. So I will go through the Raiders team. Forgot who they're playing, but yeah, some interesting ones. Uh, But firstly, my one to watch for the Canberra Raiders. And like I said... It's a changing of the guard, a lot of young guns coming through, Uh, so there are actually quite a few ones to watch across the Raiders this year, Uh, but I've picked one, that's how we do it, I've done a series, so each club I've picked one young player to keep an eye on, Uh, this is actually the third year that I've done the series, last year for the Raiders, uh, to give you an idea, my one to watch was Arta Mariota. For 2024, I'm going to go with a kid who dazzled in the Origin game under-19s last year, Ethan Strange, whose father coaches at NRLW level. His sister is an absolute gun at NRLW level. And Ethan Strange, Raiders actually brought him over from the Sydney Roosters a year or two ago. And Roosters, by all reports, were actually a little bit filthy. Ethan Strange wasn't one uh, they really wanted to lose. But on this drive of developing the next wave of young talent, Raiders have really been able to identify some youngsters uh, that can take them forward the next decade or so. And picking just one to watch for 2024, I've gone with Ethan Strange, uh, not just because of that amazing performance uh, on the night of the Ethans, in that under-19s origin where he scored a hat-trick in the right centre position. Uh, But I actually really like his body of work. I've kept tabs on him, uh, watching him come through the grades. Did play a bit of New South Wales Cup last year. Even 
made his NRL debut. I can play on the wing, can play in the centres, but I genuinely believe Ethan Strange, his best position is in the halves. Now for the trial this weekend, he's actually been named in the number seven jersey. So Jamal Fogarty, there's a lot of talk. Like if Fogarty goes down, given his importance, who plays halfback? Ethan Strange has been named there in the trials this weekend. I really think he's one to watch this year. Wouldn't be surprised if he starts the year uh, either in the New South Wales Cup or maybe starting in the centres, given that Seb Chris will be suspended. Uh, But I think not just as the year goes on, but as the years go on, Ethan Strange, hugely important uh, to what the Raiders are trying to build, which seems to be somewhat of a powerhouse. Like they've stocked up on a lot of youth that if they keep tracking on the same trajectory that they have through the lower grades, well, fuck, Raiders uh, could be something special in the next few years. Don't think it'll be this year per se, but the beauty of 2024, uh, regardless of where they finish on the ladder, now a lot of fresh blood. So my one to watch for 2024, Ethan Strange. Uh, Now underneath that in my notes, I've got Next Generation Green Machine. Uh, So like Ethan Strange, who is one to watch, all these young guys I'm about to name are also ones to watch. Uh, So like I've said a few times now, changing of the guard, really beginning to take shape in the nation's capital. Uh, So Next Generation, here are a few names. Albert Hopawate, who's been around for a little bit now, actually started his career at the Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, Now, Hopper, he is a little bit further in his development than a guy like Ethan Strange or some of these other fellas. I have been so keen to see how how Albert Hopawate goes for ages. When he was a junior, freakish talent, like one of the biggest names coming through uh, in his age group. Had a bit of an unlucky time with injuries. And then he landed at the Raiders. And it took him a bit of time to actually break into this team. Now last year, I thought was Albert's best of his career thus far. And on the back of that, you know, given this wave of young talent, but like I said, Albert being a bit further ahead in his development, massive season for Albert Hopawate, who's been named in the centers for this weekend's trial. Uh, At Arta Mariota, he's another one who was my one to watch last year. I think with Papa Lee toward the back end of his career, uh, obviously you've got a lot of guys in that middle, but I think Arta Mariota starting to shape as a real cult hero of this club. Chevy Stewart. Now here is another huge one to watch for the season. Chevy Stewart, named at fullback for this weekend's trial, the growing talk is that he will start the year at fullback for the Raiders. Uh, now, I'm not too surprised by this. Chevy Stewart, a gun. I uh, played fullback for the Blues under 19's origin, uh, and Raiders just seem to fast track his development very quickly. I think he may have even started an SG ball last year. Uh, not too sure about that. But by the end of the year, he was playing New South Wales Cup, and The question isn't if, it's just when. Because Chevy Stewart most definitely seems to be 
uh, that long-term option. The question is, do they give him a crack right from the bat this year? I think they might, and it could pay dividends down the track. So another major one to watch, and a youngster who could very well be playing fullback come round one, Chevy Stewart. Uh, you've also got Ethan Strange, who I've mentioned, Hohepa Puru, another one to watch this year. Uh, he is really firming for regular first grade action, potentially in that number 14 role, although they seem to like to play Tom Starling there. Uh, but Hohepa could be an option in the 13. He can play nine. He can play anywhere in the Fords, realistically. He's an absolute gun, very hardworking young talent as well. Massive year for Hohepa Puru, another to watch. Like I said, Raiders stacked with some youngsters to watch this year. You've got James Schiller, who we have seen at NRL level. I remember that game a couple of years ago. I think he scored a double against the Melbourne Storm. James Schiller is an elite young talent named in the centres this weekend. Uh, when you think about Seb Chris injured, or no, sorry, suspended for round one, Jared Croker no longer in the picture, massive chance for Albert Hopawate and James Schiller to press for a start in round one. Kyo Weeks, here is another one to watch, uh, who for the Seagulls was a really good young talent, uh, but they let him go. Didn't really see a use for him. And it's not like he's just been picked up by a club who think, oh yeah, he's got potential. Kyo Weeks has been brought to the club to replace Jack Whiten. Such is the faith that the Raiders seem to have in him. So all of a sudden, Kyo Weeks has gone from being on the outer at Manly to being one of the most important guys in the Raiders lineup. Massive year ahead for Kyo Weeks. Uh, and I think that is going to be one of the really interesting talking points, the Raiders halves. I wouldn't be too surprised, honestly, uh, if the Raiders surprise us a lot. I can see Kyo Weeks coming out uh, and actually being in a very hot patch of form. And if he can do that, it makes Jamal Fogarty's job easier to basically steer this side around. And on the back of that, plenty of strike in that Canberra lineup. Matt Timoko, you want to talk about plenty of strike. Matt Timoko, I think that's a better way to say it, uh, the Kiwi international. I know he's much more established than a lot of the guys I've just mentioned, but like all these other guys, his best years are still ahead of him. And now for the Not Just a Sports Report performance highlights of the year, uh, I put things to a poll and did a podcast end of year, basically best of 2023. Uh, and listeners and followers of Not Just a Sports Report voted. Matt Timoko was in the team of the year, the Not Just a Sports Report team of the year, uh, which people voted for. So he was immense in the centres last year. And you talk about the departure of Jared Croker. Now, all of a sudden, Timoko, I mean, off the back of the last couple of years he's produced, he seems primed to be that guy. Uh, so you want to talk about transition? As one legend of the club leaves, one amazing servant of the club in the centres, Jared Croker. Matt Timoko, we're only just scratching the surface. You've also got Morgan Smithies, uh, who's still pretty young in his career, already has a Super League Premiership to his name. Trey Mooney, 
He's one of the Fords that I'm honestly the highest on and think has the most potential. He's off contract. Very interesting year ahead for Trey Mooney. And low-key, given that Warriors are my main side, if Trey Mooney ends up on the outer, I honestly wouldn't mind Trey Mooney coming over to the Warriors. Uh, Then you've got Xavier Savage. Really interested to see how this goes. He is one of the fastest players in the competition. At one stage, seemed to be uh, the long-term fullback. Then, in last year's trials, I think he fractured his jaw or something like that. Raiders go for Seb Chris at fullback. And with the loss of chance Nicole Klukstad, last year fullback really was such an issue in my mind when I was watching the Raiders. Xavier Savage now, it seems like he's out of that picture. Enter Chevy Stewart. Big year for Xavier Savage as well. Been named on the wing in the trials. Uh, and throughout the year, he will definitely be pushing for a spot on the wing uh, at NRL level week to week. But yeah, that's another interesting watch. Trey Mooney and Xavier Savage could end up at other clubs if they don't break into the Raiders' side this year. You've also got Adrian Trevelyan. Uh, I still think number nine is something Raiders need to have a look at if they want to go to that next premiership level. Uh, but Adrian Trevelyan. He will be in the mix this year, I believe. Uh, you've also got Michael Asomua, another junior representative, plays on the wing. He'll be pushing, uh, I believe, for his debut. I don't think he's debuted yet. So there you go. That's just a handful of some of the young guys Canberra have at their disposal. Uh, so whether 2024 is an amazing year for them or not, you would have to say the future looks pretty bright. Now, before I move on uh, to the next point, just quickly, uh, rest in peace, Troy Dargan. One of the really unfortunate things that happened over the preseason, Troy Dargan. Now, he, like these guys I've just mentioned, he was actually not young. He has been around the traps for a while. I've been at the Rabbitohs, the Eels. I think he might have even spent some time in the Broncos system. A guy who was chasing his dream. Uh, landed at the Raiders this year, I assume to be the backup uh, to Jamal Fogarty. Really unfortunate uh, that he passed away over the offseason. And yeah, I just thought before we continue, given that he was going to be part of this season, uh, thoughts go out, obviously, to his family and friends. Very unfortunate. Uh, now, moving along, potential signing of Ethan Sanders. Now, amongst all this chat of this next generation uh, and talking specifically uh, about Jamal Fogarty's importance without Whiten now in that halfback jersey. Ethan Sanders seems to be the successor long term to Jamal Fogarty. He was the junior New South Wales Blues halfback at under 19's level last year but there's some kind of contract shenanigans going on there. He's still in the eel system. I would think with Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses being the age that they are, still plenty of years ahead of them, I would think probably a better route to first grade would be the Raiders, interestingly enough. But it's not a done deal yet. We will have to see what happens there. Uh, But he could be another one 
long-term for the Raiders. So let's have a click across now. Gains and losses. Uh, obviously there is one major loss, but let's start with the gains. Simi Sasangi, uh, a very versatile utility player, can play in the halves, can play in the centers, can play lock forward, has been named in the second row this weekend for the Raiders. Uh, so Simi Sasangi coming over from Newcastle. I, I'm interested to see. I think he could definitely be a part of the 17 going forward. You've also got Kaio Weeks, who I spoke about before, crossing over from the Seagulls to take on a major role, to be wearing that Raiders number six jersey. Morgan Smithies comes over from the Wigan Warriors, mate. I don't know what a Wigan accent sounds like, to be honest, but Morgan Smithies, Englishman, Raiders, fucking makes sense, will be good. And Zach Hosking, who they managed to get uh, pretty late into the preseason. Uh, obviously, Liam Martin in front of Zach Hosking at the Panthers. A couple of other guys as well. Zach Hosking, given that Elliot Whitehead set to retire at season's end, that is a massive get for the Raiders. And you know what else is massive? I need to take a breath for this. My goodness, this is going to be a, a bit of a massive one to get into. The 2024 losses for the Raiders. Uh, now, obviously, they've lost their marquee man. They've lost the number six, who honestly, the club hung their hat on. That is right, Matt Frawley, unfortunately, has left the club to the Leeds Rhinos. I've been making a bit of a splash on the signings front over in the UK. So Matt Frawley, uh, back to the UK, where he has spent some time before. Jack Whiten, off to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Goodness gracious, I'll tell you a little factoid. Since Jack Whiten's debut on the left wing in first grade all those years ago, he has been my favourite Raider. Like I said earlier, Raiders, my second team, I'm a genuine supporter. Jack Whiten was my favourite. Just the way he goes about his business from the very get-go. He came into the club at a time where they were not exactly humming. Debuts on the left wing from memory against the Titans. I had honestly at that point never heard of him. And he just came out. It was, I don't know, just like his attitude in defense mainly. He was really going at it. And from that point, I was a fan. Spent some time in the centers, had a stint at fullback. Uh, they tried him at 5'8 early in his career. Or Korea? Korea? South Korea? Fucking hell. Uh, my bad. Um, but yeah, they tried him in the six a little bit earlier before he actually exploded in that position and then it didn't end up working out, got scrapped. Then a couple of years later, they went for the same move, or Ricky, they being Ricky Stewart. And I remember being a bit skeptical on it. Then, you know, the rest was history. Jack White and Gun 5-8, Dell M winner. And they obviously made the grand final that year, 2019. Unbelievable scenes. Then, I think this past season, 2023, was... Excuse me, I'm going to click back to the gains and losses. Um, I think the past season... I don't know whether Jack, it was just because he wanted a change of scenery. Not sure what the cause was. But he just didn't seem like a 5'8 anymore. Like it just... I don't know. 
It just really didn't seem to be clicking. Not sure why, uh, but he is off to the rabbitos. With my blessing. You know, fuck it. I understand. People do need change from time to time. I've had a little bit of change in my life. Nothing huge, but I grew up in New Zealand. Then I moved to Australia. Then I moved from Queensland to Melbourne. And every time, like the change, the freshen up, has actually been really good. So I think for Jack Whiten, why not at this point? He's given so much to the Canberra Raiders. And what's exciting now is that Raiders are looking to set themselves for the next decade or so. Whilst Jack, seemingly, you could say he's in more of a premiership window at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, But since I've done their preview podcast for the season, Cody Walker may not play in round one. Tyrone Munro out for the first eight weeks or so. Campbell Graham out for the first six months. Goodness gracious. Uh, So, yeah. We'll see how the Rabbitohs go, but Jack Whiten, he's heading there. Jared Croker, who was another one of my favourite Raiders. Uh, He retires. I was just stoked to see him get back to the NRL. Even more stoked to see him reach that 300 game milestone. Uh, Unfortunately, that was against the Warriors. So one of the occasions, you know, where I was cheering for Jared, but cheering for the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Uh, But go Jared as well. He's going to stick around in a coaching capacity. Clay Webb, a young back rower, he's been unsigned. So he is a loss. I think he popped up. He's popped up somewhere. I can't remember which club it was, but he's playing for someone someone else in the trials this weekend. So Clay Webb, let's see how he goes. Cool name. Uh, another cool name, and someone who I actually thought was going to be a lock long-term to replace Jared Croker at left centre, Harley Smith-Shields. Off to the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, interesting move there. I think Titans have a lot of depth uh, in both centre and wing positions over there. Raiders, I don't know, well I guess Harley did seem to get the nod at the start of last year at left centre, unfortunately wasn't really able to you know, cement himself in that position. Harley Smith-Shields, I still believe he's a gun. I reckon he's a weapon and should be playing in the NRL week to week. Can he do that at the Gold Coast? We'll have to see, uh, but he will not be doing that at the Canberra Raiders. The next segment that I have in my notes, best 17 question mark, which I've been doing for each club. Uh, The question mark basically because I've been taking an educated guess at what the 17s could look like. Now that the trials are out and starting to happen, it's a bit fucking easier to put together. Uh, But for the Raiders, I actually did my notes on their best 17 before they dropped their trial team list. Uh, So we're going to have a bit of a look at both as I click over. I'm going to start with the trial team list because that, obviously this isn't their best 17. It's still the trials. They're trying a few guys out. Uh, Ricky actually said, what's really interesting with a lot of these young guys, they are either pushing for a round one start or uh, he used a term essentially saying, we get to see how far are they off from first grade. Like, are they 
just about ready. Are they ready? You know, who this weekend for the Raiders is going to show Ricky, mate, I'm fucking ready. Put me in, boss. Uh, So let's have a look at the trial team list. They will be playing the Eels in that Strata Jubilee Stadium. Preseason challenge. How good. Uh, Why not? Why not make it a bit fun? And at least it's televised, which is epic. Uh, So let's have a look through the team. Chevy Stewart at fullback. I think that gives us a very serious indication of which way the Raiders are leaning for round one. Uh, And it will be up to Chevy here to prove that he's up to the task. I think the biggest thing Ricky will probably be looking at, uh, how does Chevy handle the contact up against some of the senior first graders? He's been a wizard in the junior grades, uh, but stepping up, I know he played New South Wales Cup last year, but uh, there could be a couple of guys in the Eels lineup that will test young Chevy out. So I think they'll be testing his physicality. Uh, and if he passes the test, well, Chevy Stewart could be there round one. On the wings, Nick Cottridge, uh, who I was thinking about this. I went up to the shops to get some cheese and crackers. That's one of my little hacks so that my stomach doesn't rumble when I'm recording these podcasts. Uh, But Nick Cottridge, as I walked to the shops, I was reflecting on a couple of things. And I thought about, oh, my stomach's rumbling now. Fuck, I shouldn't have said it. Uh, But Nick Cottridge, he was a young gun only a few years ago. Still very young uh, as a footy player and as an athlete. Named on the wing here. I am really interested to see what happens with Nick this season. Because one of the ponderings I had on the way to the shops, a lot of people believe Raiders are going to decline in a big way this season. There could be a few gems that could really surprise us. And I think if Nick Cottridge has a career year, if he gets back to his best, that's something I don't think many people are factoring in. Because he didn't really produce a great deal of form last year. Albert Hopawate kind of managed to overtake him. Uh, There were rumblings. Maybe he'd be tried out as a middle forward off the bench. But Nick Cottridge, really interested to see what goes down there. He'll be one I'll be keeping a close eye on in the trials. Uh, On the other wing, Xavier Savage. Obviously, a lot of us will be paying close attention to that as well. The centers, James Schiller, uh, who was... A Dragons junior, been in the Raiders system for a couple of years now. A highly rated talent. And he will be in the mix week to week uh, to be in the centers or potentially on the wing. Albert Hopawate, I spoke about him earlier. Really excited to see what he can produce this year. In the halves, Kyo Weeks. Uh, we got an early indication from the Raiders that he was going to be the first choice uh, to get a crack in the sixth jersey. There's just ones to watch throughout this whole game, isn't there? Uh, That'll be another one to pay close attention to. Ethan Strange. I'm going to talk about ones to watch. He was my one to watch for this year, as I've said about a hundred fucking times. Uh, He will be in the seven jersey. Boom, bam. Emre Gula in the front row with Pasami Saulo, formerly a knight. Uh, Actually really impressed with what I saw from Pasami in a green jersey last year. Zach Wolford. The captain, Dragons at one stage, I were trying to get him over to the club. 
What I find most interesting. The club have Danny Levi, uh, they've got Tom Starling. Over the last couple of years, I think two years ago, he came across mid-season, uh, was in their cup squad, some shit, I'm talking shit, so let's just keep rolling. Uh, but Zach Wolford, every time the Raiders have been in a bad patch of form, the number nine had been an issue, and what I had found given that I have a vested interest in the Raiders. When they have been winning, when they've been going on those stretches uh, where they're actually relevant in the finals mix-up and not in very poor form, Zach Wolford has been the nine. But they consistently seem to want to go away from that. I was expecting, looking at my best 17 here, and my educated guess, I was expecting Danny Levi to get the nod over Wolford. But yeah, that is a trend I have noticed. Raiders seem to lose when he's not playing, and they seem to be able to go a lot better when he is playing, interestingly enough. Seems to be a pest as well, like a a popular member of the squad, Uh, but the Raiders boys, you know, they like to take the piss out of him. So seems to be a character. Uh, We'll have to see. The number nine race heating up. Zach Wolford will get the first crack. In the back row, you've got young Mitchell Spencer and Simi Sasangi and Lock Ford Arta Mariota. Our extended bench for the Raiders. Excuse me, fucking hell. Tom Starling, who obviously will be in the mix as well, but Ricky seems uh, to want to play him off the bench. It doesn't seem like Tom Starling is the number nine, but he's a very important dummy half for them. Uh, Princeton Acera. In Jersey 15, this is a gun, young center. You may not have heard of him, but Princeton Acera, keep an eye out for him this weekend. Very, very talented young footballer. Don't know if we'll see him in the NRL this year, uh, but goodness gracious, he's very relevant going forward. Uh, Michael Asomua, a winger who'll get some time here. Jed Stewart, pretty sure he's Ricky Stewart's son. Uh, and actually a pretty talented footballer as well. Danny Levi, uh, he'll be competing for that hooker position. Adam Cook returns to the club. Uh, he'll be an option most probably in the halves, I would say. Peter Holler, a former cowboy, been at the Raiders for a little bit now. Uh, he has spoken about really wanting to press now uh, to be in first grade more regularly and be a big part of the Raiders forward pack. Mitch Henderson, a young half, uh, who's getting his first crack in a green jersey uh, at this level. So very exciting for him. Peter Tatio, uh, who is, like Hohepapuru, a Panthers junior. Noah Martin in the 23, 24, Logan Lewis. And in the 25, a young front rower, Vina Patuki Case. So that's the trial team list. I think the interesting points, obviously the halves, Ethan Strange seems to be that next man up if Fogarty does go down. Uh, Kyo Weeks, we're going to get to see him have a crack. Chevy Stewart, obviously that's a major talking point, him being named at fullback. But I think if I could pinpoint one selection battle that I'm most keen to keep tabs on this weekend, it's the dummy half roll. Zach Wolford captaining the side. Uh, Not that that means a great deal 
in the trials, respectfully. Danny Levi on the bench, Tom Starling on the bench. Uh, I'm interested to see, do they get a pretty even share of minutes? And if so, who's going to be the standout? Because I still believe some of the key positions in the spine, particularly the one and the nine, are still up for grabs. So interesting to note. Uh, Now, this is what I had for my best 17. Fullback, I wrote down three possibilities. Uh, Chevy Stewart, and yeah, we've seen he seems to be the one they're leaning toward. Seb Chris, uh, who I actually think is probably at his best uh, in the left center position, which would also make sense given that Jared Croker departing the club. Uh, But Seb Chris played a fair chunk of football there last year. Uh, Xavier Savage, the other option, but they seem to want to veer away from that. They might be even more likely to play Jordan Rapiner at fullback over Savage. Uh, So that's a bit of a watch. Chevy Stewart definitely... Uh, his jersey to lose at the moment, seemingly. My wing options are Albert Hopoate, Nick Kotrich. I think that's pretty accurate. I had them in the same kind of spot, competing for the position. Jordan Rapiner, I think that's pretty much a lock that he'll be on one of the wings. Uh, James Schiller, another option, who'll also be competing for a spot in the centres. Speaking of the centres, Matt Timoko. Absolute weapon. Uh, He'll definitely be in the centres, I would assume, on the right side, but who knows. Uh, In the other centre position, I've gone Seb Chris, or given that Chris is suspended for round one, Ethan Strange, uh, who will be playing halfback this weekend. So big opportunity for James Schiller, Albert Hopawate, to potentially get a start in the centres as well. In the sixth jersey, Kyo Weeks. Uh, I also had Ethan Strange as the backup half. As we've found out, that is the case. Jamal Fogarty, co-captain alongside Elliot Whitehead. The seven jersey very clearly belongs to Jamal Fogarty. In the front row, Josh Papali'i. Uh, Will he start? Will he come off the bench? Not sure, Uh, but you absolutely know he's going to be there. I had Danny Levi, as I said, in the number nine. I I just think that that may be the way the Raiders go. Happy to be proven wrong though. Uh, Joseph Tarpanay, he will be the other front rower for sure. Hudson Young, he'll be the back rower in my opinion on the left. In my opinion, I mean it's pretty much a lock. Elliot Whitehead, I've got him in the other back row position. uh, But I've also gone slash Zach Hosking. I think maybe Hosking starts on the bench. And at some stage throughout the game, either Whitehead goes back to the bench. Or he moves into the middle Zach Hosking enters the fray. Lock forward. Corey Horsburgh uh, was unbelievable that last year, to the point where he got an origin debut. He is suspended for round one. Uh, So Morgan Smithies from the Wigan Warriors, he could be the one uh, that gets the option. Gets the option? What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, Gets the opportunity. Hohepapuru, another one who could be in the mix. Or... As we have seen with the trial team list, Arta Mariota, could he be the front runner to wear the 13 in round one? Uh, on my bench, for the 14, Tom Starling, uh, I think that is almost a lock as well. Uh, the other guy I had as a potential 14 option, Simi Sasangi. 
Ahuhepapuru, another one. Corey Horsburgh, uh, I don't deal in suspensions, so he's in my best 17 for sure. If he's not starting at lock, which he won't be in round one, uh, he'll be there somewhere. I would imagine starting. Zach Hosking, I have him on the bench, as I said. And Emre Gula, I would imagine, is going to be in the 17. Uh, and then in the 18, I wrote a couple of names. Arta Mariota. Well, looking at the trials team list, uh, I actually think Arta will be in the 17 somewhere. Uh, Hohe Papuru, mentioned a few times. Pasami Saulo, who'll be starting in the front row after the trials this weekend. He's definitely in the mix. And Trey Mooney. Well, where does this young stud fit into the Raiders' best 17? Hard to tell. Uh, so we've done the trials, we've done my best 17. Let's keep this train rolling. X Factor Player. Now, this is a segment I've done for every club for the last three years. X Factor Player. I think it makes enough sense, the title. You pretty much know what this segment's about. Raiders X Factor Player. Well, Jack Whiten's gone. It is very clearly now Jamal Fogarty. He is the dominant half, he is the captain, and with essentially a rookie alongside him in the halves, potentially a rookie at fullback, and a few other rookies littered throughout the side, Jamal Fogarty is now that guy. He is the X-Factor player, and it's unbelievable the step up in importance now. He's going to relish it. Uh, He was a late bloomer to first grade uh, when he got his Gold Coast Titans debut. Had spent years in the Queensland Cup uh, with Burley Bears. And I think he has enough experience where he can be that dominant half. And if he can, it opens up all these other exciting talents around him. Uh, So the X-Factor player, Jamal Fogarty, for sure. I could speak for ages about what a huge season it is for him ahead. But now that the trials are here, I mean, we're so close. I'm just keen to dive in. So there's the X-Factor player, Jamal Fogarty. Uh, Another segment, it's big. I can't speak English. There's your next segment. Can't speak English. Uh, It is a big year for Tom Starling. He's got the police drama behind him now, uh, where he was totally cleared. Uh, I said police drama, and then I was like, that sounds bad. Uh, Police were bad in that particular instance. Tom Starling, now that he has that behind him, huge year for him, especially given he plays off the bench. You look at the NRL and how important that dummy half position is. Starling is such a huge piece of the puzzle for the Raiders to hit peak form. I found over the last couple of years, he didn't quite have that same punch as he had when he first burst onto the scene with Canberra. But yeah, you never know how much the off-field stuff plays into it. So now that a lot of that off-field stuff and shit that was hanging over his head is cleared, I think Starling is primed to get back to his best, and they need him to do the Raiders. And I keep expressing the importance of the nine. You talk about the importance of the halfback as well. X-Factor player Jamal Fogarty and Tom Starling. Massive year for him as we keep it moving. Uh, Just quickly, the extended spine discussion. Obviously the nine I've spoken about, Danny Levi, Wolford, Starling. Uh, Fogarty, a lock for the seven 
Then you look across the rest of the spine. Chevy Stewart, Kyo Weeks. A lot of potential there, but they have taken what seems to be a calculated risk. The Raiders of exposing some youngsters to the big time. A huge opinion, or very high opinion, the Raiders have of Chevy Stewart. That is clear. I think they obviously have a high opinion of Kyo Weeks to put that trust in him off the bat as someone who was getting released from his club. How will these youngsters go? Fuck yeah. That's what excites me. That's why I put it in the notes. Uh, now, full squad. I've pretty much spoken about everyone, so we'll zoom through this. Full squad for 2024. Albert Hopawate, Artem Mariota, Chevy Stewart, Corey Horsburgh, uh, Corey Harawera Naira. Best wishes to him. I've heard he will not be playing this year, uh, but I think the biggest priority is his long-term health. So best uh, wishes for the year ahead to Corey Harawera Naira. Danny Levi, Elliot Whitehead in the final season of his career. Emre Gula, my one to watch for 2024. Ethan Strange, Hohepa Puru, Hudson Young, uh, one of my favorite Raiders for sure. Jamal Fogarty, X-Factor player, captain. James Schiller, pressing for a start in the centers round one. Jordan Rapiner, a legend of the club, final year for Rapiner in green. Joseph Tarpane, uh, definitely one of my favorite Raiders as well. Josh Papali'i, I mean, boom, bam. Those two right there. That is a front row pairing you can set your watch to. Kyo Weeks, Matt Timoko, uh, Morgan Smithies, Nikola Kotrich, Pasami Salo, Peter Holler, Sebastian Chris, Simi Sasangi, Tom Starling, Trey Mooney, Xavier Savage, Zach Hosking, and Zach Wolford. Uh, so that's the NRL squad. Development players, you've got Adrian Trevelyan, a dummy half, Noah Martin, Michael Osamua, Vina Patuki Case, uh, and a young back rower, Jordan Martin. Extended squad, uh, these are guys that will mostly feature in the lower grades. Xavier Casciotti, not sure if I said that correctly. He's a dummy half. Who knows? Could he be the long term option? Jake Clydesdale, uh, he's a front rower that played for the New South Wales under 19 side last year. Uh, so whilst he's in the extended squad, he could definitely be one, especially with someone like Josh Papali'i at the back end of his career. Uh, Jake Clydesdale could be very relevant in years to come. Regan Carr, a young center, apparently he's been killing it in the preseason, doing really well, uh, and has been the standout on the fitness front. Princeton Acera, another center who I mentioned, who'll be playing in the trials this weekend, as will Logan Lewis, young front rower, You've got Sean Packer, a young dummy half. I'm pretty sure he's represented Queensland at junior rep level. I'll tell you what, across the uh, development squad and extended squad, they've got uh, three dummy half options. So it will be interesting to see if uh, any of them can emerge over the year. You've also got talented young back rower Joseph Roddy, Mitchell Spencer, who'll be starting in the back row for the trials this weekend and Jed Stewart. 
boom, there's the squad done. Raiders talking points. I feel like I've already waffled on about just about everything. So let's see what points we've got. Jack White and loss. I think I pretty much covered that. Rapina and Whitehead final season. I think I've said that maybe 20 times. Uh, but fuck yeah, both legends of the club. So I'll be backing them all the way in the final season. Uh, changing of the guard. I've definitely said that a few times. That really is the common theme of the season preview. Uh, I've also got, we're pretty close to the end, fuck yeah, i uh, also got Fox Sports staff writers, the most intelligent journalists in the game. Uh, they crunched the numbers with the Fox Sports lab, and they put out an article of which teams or teams ranked from easiest draw to hardest. Uh, for reference, the Fox Sports lab believes the Cronulla Sharks have the quote-unquote easiest draw. And they believe the Rabbitohs, who are having a bit of bad luck in the preseason, uh, they've got the Rabbitohs as having the hardest draw. Raiders, they've got somewhere in between, uh, but this was the Fox Sports analysis of their draw. Ricky's Raiders have wound up with a pretty good draw once again, as they will only play the Storm, Broncos and Panthers once. They do have a tough first couple of months of the season, so if they can manage at least four wins in the opening eight rounds, the Raiders will be in great stead. So there we go. I think uh, one of the big lessons from that seems like the start is going to be very important, especially for the confidence of some of the young players they are trying to bring through. Uh, last thing in the analysis, Canberra will welcome back a favorite son in Jack Whiten round 21 when the Rabbitohs come to town. So it'll take us a little while to get to that point, but obviously, if Jack Whiten is fit and playing for South Sydney in that game, uh, that'll be one Raiders will be pinpointing on the calendar. Uh, now I had a quick look at the rest of the draw and what I've done here to kind of summarize. Obviously they said the start was important, so I've written their first five, uh, and then I've also got their run home after their last buy of the season. So they said uh, the Fox Sports Lab that Raiders should aim to win four from their first eight and they could be in great stead. Staff writers' words, not mine. Well, let's see what their first five games are to try and get off to a good start. Our Raiders will open their season in Newcastle. What a rematch from last year's final series. Newcastle Knights. They are going to be one of the very interesting sides to watch this year. Newcastle, we know, the fans, the crowd, they bring the heat. Newcastle, seemingly on the up. Raiders potentially going to suffer a bit of a dip. We don't know that, but what a perfect way for Canberra to try and make a statement. With a fresh group of players in the mix, to go to Newcastle, where their season was ended in epic fashion last year, and get the win this time around? That round one game is going to be massive. So I can't wait for that. Our round two, the Tigers in Canberra. Last couple of years, you'd say Raiders should win that game. Tigers, they could be on the up. Uh, so that will be a very interesting game 
than the Warriors in Christchurch. Uh, obviously, those games, Warriors Raiders games, have a special place in my heart. Warriors in Christchurch, obviously, I'll back my boys. Uh, but in all the other games, Green Machine, all the way. Sharks at Shark Park. That will be an interesting game for the Raiders. And then the Eels in Canberra. So I think if they can win three of those five, they could be off to the races. But tricky games to navigate. I think potentially the trickiest, round one in Newcastle. Then we look at the Raiders' run home. Their last bye of the season will be round 19. Uh, So they get that bye to refresh. And let's say for argument's sake, Raiders well and truly in the mix for a finals finish. They will play the Warriors in Canberra, round 20. Again, a game I'll be paying very close attention to. Uh, Round 21, as I mentioned, the Rabbitohs come to town, and most likely, if fit, Jack Whiten comes to town. Not an easy game either, although coming off the bye, back-to-back home games, and three of their next four in Canberra, uh, which could be handy if they do have that good start to the season. Then they'll play the Bulldogs at Belmore, Manly in Canberra. That'll be an interesting game if both sides have their full complement. Cowboys in Townsville. That could be a very tricky road trip. Uh, And then the last three games for Canberra, Panthers at home, Roosters away, Dragons away. So yeah, we don't really know what the run home's going to look like and where Raiders will stand at that point. But it definitely doesn't scream, you know, easy run home. There are some really tough hurdles to get through. So big season ahead for the Raiders. Let us finish with the final assessment. I've got three things here. The key, the point of difference, and to finish off my ladder prediction for 2024. The key, uh, I've gone successful promotion of young talent. If the Kyo Weeks, if the Chevy Stewarts of the world come in, they don't have to kill it, but if they can come in uh, and really stand their ground, play their role, allow Jamal Fogarty and some of these other senior players to really guide the team, that'll take the Raiders a long way to finals redemption this year. Uh, So successful promotion of young talent, that is my key point of difference. What do the Raiders have that some sides would be very envious of? They have a world-class Ford pack. Uh, So I think that is the big point of difference for the Raiders. The platform will be there. Now with the platform, there are some young stars, Stuart, Kyo Weeks, uh, as I've mentioned quite a few times, that will be tasked with utilizing that platform uh, and really creating points off the back of that, uh, there will be no more important player to capitalize off the platform than Jamal Fogarty, uh, not just with creating points, but also his kicking game, fifth tackle options. But at the very least, what the Raiders have as a point of difference is that their pack can compete with any across the competition. We'll have to see what they can do with that platform though. Ladder prediction. I love the Raiders. Would love to be proven wrong here. I've gone 11th placed finish. 
I think they could surprise a few teams. They could come last as well. There were points last year uh, where I thought Raiders looked pretty average and kind of hard to watch, especially in the attacking sense. Uh, So Raiders, I'm kind of with the people here. I I do think they are going to fall out of the top eight, but I would love it if they didn't. 11th place finish. Why? It's just going to take some time. It is going to take some time for these young kids uh, to really earn their stripes in first grade. And obviously, changing of the guard. That really is the theme. Croker gone. White and gone. Whitehead, or fucking Whitehead. I'm losing my mind. What the hell? Whitehead going. Jordan Rapiner going. Josh Papali'i at the back end. They're just making the transition period now so that they don't have to do it all at once. So there will be bumps in the road, uh, but I'm sure you can tell my overriding feeling here is optimism. Not for 2024, but for the bigger picture. Sustained, long-term success. Ricky Stewart, Canberra Raiders legend, bringing through the next crop. I'm excited for it, but I do think there's going to be a few learning experiences for these young guys. Hence, 11th placed finish. Up next, uh, well, given how close we are to the season, now I've really got to get my shit together. I'm pumping them out thick and fast. I'm going to sit down as soon as I've finished this podcast, and I'm going to start the Sydney Roosters 2024 season preview. Dominic Young arriving in Bondi. Sam Walker, after getting dropped last year, now, is he their most important player? Joseph Swali'i, last year before he goes to Rugby Union. Joey Manu, last year before he goes to Rugby Union? James Tedesco, uh, spoiler alert, I believe he is bouncing back this year. I think he's far too class a player to be down for too long. People They've been bagging him for his form. That is a little spoiler alert. I reckon James Tedesco is in for a massive bounce back. Uh, But that has been the Raiders podcast. I've got them finishing 11th, but I don't think they'll be finishing outside the eight for too long. I really like the way uh, the club are heading in terms of direction. Let's see what they can produce in 2024. Thank you very much for listening as always. Appreciate the support. Take care. And I am delighted to say they may just be trials, but enjoy the footy this weekend. <laughs>